This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is my Cottage Talk match reaction. Five takeaways from Fulham's 2-0 loss to Spurs on Monday Night Football. A disappointing loss. The performance wasn't terrible, but Fulham have shown that they can basically hang with the best clubs, but really not find a way to even get points against some of these clubs. They did it against Arsenal. Unfortunately, they were not able to do it against Spurs. And uh, you'll hear my five takeaways coming up. I also want to mention that there will be a separate episode talking about the huge news of Marco Silva's new contract. That will be a separate episode, and I look forward to bringing that to you. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. Okay, let's get to it. Let's not waste any time. Let's go to number five. And let's start at the top. Let's give Spurs a lot of credit. Their coach a lot of credit. Their players a lot of credit. They've bought into Ange's system. And they deserve a lot of credit. Number five, Spurs deserve credit for their approach and taking advantage of Fulham's mistakes. Now, their pressing is difficult to deal with. Their players, I'm talking about Spurs, have bought into it. So if you are going to play out from the back, which is Marco's style, then you could really pay a big price. And Fulham did with uh, giving up two goals. I'll talk about that in my five takeaways, but I have to give credit to Spurs because you lose Harry Kane and you're thinking, well, they might not be the same team. They might actually be a better team, T-E-A-M, without Harry Kane. I know that's strange to say, but I like the way that they play together. They basically are all on the same page and they are looking for each other. The 
players up front are moving around, causing all kinds of havoc, and they're causing problems if you play out from the back. So they have a good thing going. They are vulnerable, I think, on the counter, and Fulham showed that. But overall, Fulham's lack of play in the final third and just overall play really didn't hurt them enough to make a dent in this match. But we have to start with Spurs because they created these mistakes. You could say Fulham made the mistakes, but their philosophy and the way the players played in this match, they caused this. So we can talk about, look at it and blame Fulham, but you have to give credit to Spurs, to Tottenham Hotspur. You have to, because uh, they're a very good side. And uh, I don't know if they're good enough to win the league. I, I wouldn't go there. But it is very similar to me to how Arsenal were last season. I think they have the right manager. The only question I have is what happens when teams figure out how to play against Spurs? Can they adjust? We're going to have to find out. Because, but right now, in the first half of the season, I think they're going to be fine. The big question will be, can they adjust to when the league adjusts to them? When the Premier League adjusts to them, will they adjust? Or will they just do what they do? And I've said this time and time again, teams that do what they do eventually get figured out. You could say that about Fulham. Fulham do what they do in Marco's system. And I think at times Fulham have been figured out. But Marco does make adjustments within his style. He does make changes. Same thing will be looked at for Spurs. Can they continue to do what they do and make adjustments? We shall see. But they were impressive on Monday Night Football. So congratulations to Spurs. And if Spurs supporters want to hear talk about them, that's probably where it ends. So you can now turn off the podcast. And now Fulham supporters can listen to the rest because I'm really not going to talk about them anymore. So let's go to... Number four, and I want to give Marco credit because at halftime, obviously they think about what's going on. They're down 1-0 at halftime, and Marco decides coming out in the second half, he's going to make some changes. So number four, the subs going into the second half had a positive impact. So I don't think Carlos Vinicius played terrible. But I think at this point, you're down a goal. Marco's trying to change things up, show Spurs something a little bit different. So he brings in Raul Jimenez, who I actually thought might start in this match. And on top of it, he brings on a player, takes out Pereira, and brings on Alex Awobi to play the number 10 role. And I was very happy about this because I think Alex Awobi can play that role. And I thought, both were effective substitutions. Now, we can make the argument that Raul Jimenez needs to score. He had a great opportunity to score. Not a, a tough save, but it, it's a comfortable save. But that was an incredible opportunity for Fulham to make it interesting at the end of the match. And unfortunately, Jimenez, I don't think, did enough. And... They make the save, and obviously the match ends 2-0. But I think these substitutions were positive. I think Alex Awobi definitely made a difference when he came on. I'm 
getting a little bit concerned about Andres Pereira. We know how good he is on set pieces, but as I listen to Fulmish, they talk about how he has gone missing in these matches sometimes, and I think he did here. So I applaud Marco for not waiting until the 60th minute to make a double substitution. Good call for Marco Silva, so I want to give him credit. It didn't pay off in the end because Fulham did not score a goal because Fulham really have a hard time scoring goals, but it was a good positive impact. That's why that's my number four. Number three, and this kind of goes along with what we're talking about, talking about and with uh, Spurs, I can say the same thing about Fulham. Number three, Marco's style of play won't change. Now we can look at this two ways. I like the fact that Marco's style is a no-fear style. This is what he wants to do. He's going to play the ball out from the back because there are so many advantages to playing the ball out from the back. You could see it during this match, and I'll give Fulham Mitch a lot of credit. They analyzed this, that we have the mistakes. You can't make these types of mistakes against a team like Spurs, but if you look at the opportunities they have by playing the ball off in the back on different occasions, but playing the ball strictly from out of the back, they did create some very good chances for themselves that didn't come up to anything. But I think playing out from the back along with the counterattacking style is Marco's way, and that's not going to change. I'm going to say it. They do what they do. I think Fulham have been figured out a little bit, but I just want to say he's committed to it. I do like the mentality, so I'm going to go with it. Would I like at times for Marco to change the formation if things aren't working? Sure. But I, uh, I've come to the conclusion that he's not going to change much. His style of play is his style of play. He's really not going to change that. So I'm accepting it. I see the method to what he's trying to accomplish. You could even see in this match, it just didn't come off. So that's why number three is Marco's style of play won't change. Let's go to number two. And this involves Calvin Bassey. And in my opinion, Calvin Bassey was put in a tough position to succeed. That's my number two. And we, we have heard a lot of talk about playing two left-footed center backs and what that issue could come up. And it did come up in this match. Dan Crawford made the argument to me that we had two right-sided center backs in Hanglin and Hughes, and it worked out good. It absolutely did. Dan, you're 100% right. So I kind of went with that mentality, let's give this a chance, and maybe over time this will work. But I think he was put in a very difficult position against a team that presses like this, and he really, I'm talking about Bassey, was really in this difficult conundrum. He wants to play the style. He wants to get the ball moving forward. But it does open yourself to some mistakes. And I think he was just put in this difficult position against a difficult side. And I want to give him credit for trying, but he made three mistakes. Two led to goals. There was another one. But if you go past those three mistakes, I can see where this could work. I do. I can see him 
figuring it out. I think Calvin Bassey is going to be a very good player for Fulham Football Club. I'm not down on him, but I have to look at the mistakes that he made, but I just think that he was put in this position, which was very difficult. So I want to really just mention that. He made these mistakes that cost Fulham probably the match, but I also want to mention where were his teammates to help him out. So, and Marco said this in the press, it's not just about him, it's also his teammates. So it's not just a Bassey issue, it is a, a team issue, especially when you're dealing with a team like Spurs who like to press, you have to even be more concerned about potential mistakes. You can't make a mistake or you're going to get really hurt and Fulham got hurt twice, big time. Credit to Spurs, but Fulham really caused their own issues here. They really, again, the mistakes that they made led to goals. Now, you could make the argument that that's down to Spurs, yes, but you have to be very careful playing against a team like this that presses like this. And it just took two mistakes to change the game. They were almost identical. However, I just want to mention not to get down on Calvin Bassey. I'm not down on him because I just think that this is a difficult position for him to be in. So did he make these mistakes? Yes. He will learn from them. And I think overall, Fulham will benefit from playing the, the style of play and not changing. But this is a difficult one. Okay. Coming up next is my number one takeaway from Fulham's 2-0 loss to Tottenham. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24 seven, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, to end the show, this will be no surprise what my number one takeaway is, and it is this. The issues coming out of the transfer window were on full display against Spurs. So I will continue to harp on this. Fulham have not gotten a replacement for Mitrovic. It was never going to be Jimenez. He was just another player they were bringing in. They never got that guy. So what that does, even though you can play Vinicius in that role, he's not Mitrovic, and teams don't really look at him the same way. They don't give him the respect. So they don't have that player, that focal point, that other clubs fear. So that causes issues for you. So it really showed itself in this match. It even makes their press even more deadly. I'll just say it that. And then, of course, you have the situation 
with the transfer window. I think they needed to get another center back regardless of the Tosin situation. He's injured. So you've left yourself in a very tough spot with Diop's injury. Now, I'm actually pretty high on Luke. I think Luke could potentially be a center back or could be a fullback. I saw it in Philadelphia. He plays with no fear. He plays with full of confidence. He played against Premier League sides. I think it would have been very hard to put him in the match against Tottenham Hotspur, maybe the same thing against Brighton, but possibly at home. I'm just going to say it right now, maybe give him a shot. But the thing about it is they need another center back in January. They need another striker in January. They did not address it. They can get away with it with most opponents in the Premier League. But when you're playing against the best sides, they are going to take advantage of your weaknesses. What did they do? What did Spurs do? They capitalized on Fulham's two weaknesses throughout the match, and they won 2-0. Now, you could say it's comfortably 2-0. I thought Fulham battled a great deal. But what has frustrated me and will continue to frustrate me is how you could go into the season with two glaring issues and not take care of it before the window closed. I don't know who they were talking to, but it will continue to show itself. And the question will be, will they address it in January? And I really hope they do. Anyways, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. My name's Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, part of the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.